0: Welcome back. It's Now with Dave Brown on AMI. It's a Friday edition of AMI at the Movies with entertainment critic Michael McNeely. Today, Michael's got a preview of The Whale, starring Brendan Fraser. The film is going to have its North American premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival this fall. It's TIFF season. Michael joins us now from Kingston. Hey, good morning, Michael. Great to chat with you once again. Good morning. How are you doing, Dave? I'm well, very interested in talking about this movie. Let's start here. What is The Whale about? So, The Whale is the story
1: of Brendan Fraser's Charlie, who happens to be a 600 pound man, um, struggling with, of course, his weight and. In addition to his weight, also other issues that affect his life, including the passing of his boyfriend and the
0: estrangement that he has with his teenage daughter. This film used fat suits and prosthetics on Brendan Fraser to make him look larger. In the past, we've seen the use of fat suits on actors, but more for comedic effect. In general, are fat suits a good idea or not? Where do you stand on them?
1: I've been struggling with this question for the last week. I've been asking different people in my circle what they think. And sometimes I've had to explain to them what a fat suit is. So I think ultimately, I would prefer that they don't use them. But I don't really understand what other methods there are to make someone appear to be larger than they actually are. I just think that fat suits have this history of being offensive, being wooed, um, and I'm just thinking about in terms of other people with disabilities or other kinds of disabilities. Do we we don't we don't do we shouldn't be using CGI to represent those disabilities? Like, for example, Dave, we're not going to use CGI to make you appear to be a person that uses a wheelchair. So I'm just trying to understand where we draw the line. What do you think, Dave?
0: Yeah, I, I think you're right to identify that there is some complexity to this every time we're talking about representation. But one of the really important words that was used in the preamble we put there was for comedic effect. And that's the thing that we need to be stepping away from when we talk about sort of the Eddie Murphy nutty professor or or the or the Mike Myers uh, fat uh, B word from the Austin Powers movies, where that just being fat is the punchline. It's a joke. That's the thing we need to shift away from. I do understand where it's maybe used as a form of makeup or a tool in more serious movies or TV that are going to be exploring these issues with perhaps more sensitivity. Um, certainly as an overweight, arguably obese person myself, uh, I, I certainly have concerns in the way that occasionally these these kinds of things are presented. So I do understand where the use of the fat suit comes in into play because the other thing that I think we have to avoid is a lot of the dramatic body transformation that sometimes gets glorified in Hollywood. I'm thinking about Christian Bale, the amount of weight that he lost for the Machinist, and then the amount of muscle that he put on to play Batman. I think that's another problematic element of body type in Hollywood that we need to be careful about. So, Michael, I I know that maybe I I didn't quite land right where you landed. I can see where they're useful for other purposes.
1: No, it's true, and I do want to say one more thing. There is a difference between stage and film. It is important to remember that The Whale started off as a play. I read the play. I do believe that they may have used fat suits or overweight actors in the play itself. It's not quite clear. But there's one thing that you can do in stage that you can't do in, in, in film, most of the time anyway. On stage, I could just wear a sign that says I'm 600 pounds. Or well, I could just tell the audience ahead of time that I am six hundred pounds. And that's it. I don't I don't need to do any any major CGI or anything. I just need to trust that people can use their imagination. So it's one of those things that we can't quite do in film because when you when you do when you make a movie or when you're watching a movie you
0: actually want to see the thing itself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. As you mentioned, Michael, the film is about a six hundred pound man who has a compulsive eating disorder. How did you feel about that storyline when you first came across it?
1: I was just not very impressed with it. I just assumed that maybe it would be the quite um, the quite stereotypical story about someone who's overweight. Um, the story about you know how they're depressed, how they're isolated, how they're bullied, how they're having a hard time. And on top of that, there was the suicidal ideation, and you know, I've just um, I've lost a friend due to suicide quite recently, so I just uh, I was like, oh, come on, can we just do something else? Can we, can we just, you know, find something happy? But, you know, it is what it is. It's probably going to be an Oscar-nominated movie, because we all like these dramatic transformations in Hollywood. So it's just it just comes with the
0: territory, I guess. The film is also going to be making reference to the Mormon faith. What kind of role do you think that's going to play in this film? Well, I have read the play in preparation to this, so I do know the answer. i will not
1: it for people, though. Um, I do, I do like the Mormon aspect of this. I'm actually using my hands on the screen just to show a separation of lanes. If you can separate the overweight aspect with the Mormon aspect. I do like the Mormon aspect. So what's happening there is, as I mentioned, Charlie is gay. He's had a, a boyfriend. His boyfriend is not there anymore. Um, and that has to do in part with the Mormon faith, in part of with the restrictions of the church that have been imposed on gay people over the last, last many millennia. Um, so... And in, in, to some extent, the the loss of the boyfriend and mental health concerns can explain the weight gain. But it's just, you know, I, I prefer just to focus on something that I haven't seen before, and that is the Mormon storyline. And so um, in in the play and in the film, I, um, a Mormon on a mission is going to visit Charlie and that that brings out a lot of religious debate. So I did appreciate that aspect.
0: This film is a big deal for one of its stars, Brendan Fraser. It marks something of a return. But what do you want to share about the stars of this film, Brendan Fraser, and perhaps the less, lesser known Sadie Sink?
1: Which is only lesser known because you haven't watched Stranger Things yet. That
0: is correct. 100% correct. I have not watched Stranger Things. Yeah, so the rest of the world, including Kate Bush, (laughs) knows about Sadie Sink, okay? So
1: you just need to catch up on that bandwagon. But I have to say that Sadie Sink is going to be doing some heavy lifting in this film. She has to be mean to Brendan Fraser, and she has to be mean in that way that I was talking about, the bullying and the turnting and the, the oppressive aspects. So it'll be interesting to see if Miss Dill like Sadie Sink afterwards or if she's able to provide some humanity to what I thought was a really gross character. Um, Brendan Fraser, as we may know, had to take a break from some Hollywood productions for quite a few years, and he was sorely missed, but that was partly because he was um, sexually assaulted, and so he's been forthcoming about that assault. And now he's finally getting more recognition to his credit. So I'm hoping that even though this film does feature a fat suit, it's just the beginning of Brendan Fraser's uh, renaissance.
0: As mentioned, this film is making its North American premiere at the Toronto International Film Festival at TIFF. You are going to be covering the festival this year, which I know makes you excited. Do you think you're going to be catching this one at the festival or wait until it ends up in theatres?
1: I think we've said our piece. I think uh, I will just rush. I'll keep an eye on it, but I won't necessarily view it at this time. I think I can I can wait in the theaters. I think, I think it will be interesting to see what the general population believes about this film, whether or not whether or not we're still thinking about outdated ideas about weight and weight loss, or if if we're coming with something new. So I think I, I, I read the play. I'm quite satisfied with my knowledge window. Right
0: and more broadly, when it comes to Tiff, what are you most looking forward to?
1: So I try and drag try and drag out the surprise. Um, excuse me. I think I would be very interested in Wozie. Um, Wosey is a film that is going to take place in Quebec probably Montreal, if I'm not mistaken. And it's the story of an Indigenous woman who finds herself living on the streets or living close to the streets in some way, um, and she's taken in by a found family. So I'm really interested to see, you know, more information about poverty in Quebec, more information about um, the treatment of Indigenous people in Canada, as well as to see some of our fresh and brightest actors working on
0: this film. That's a good one to flag, Michael. Thank you for highlighting that. And we look forward to a continuing coverage of the festival as we get closer. But for now, we wish you a good weekend, sir. We'll talk to you next week.
1: Yes, for sure. You take care now.
0: You've been listening to Now with Dave Brown. Hit the subscribe button on any podcast platform and leave us a rating and a review.
1: The Walrus is Canada's conversation and you're invited to take part.